Sprudes and Spruettes, welcome back to Season 2, Episode 1 of Trapped Under Plastic, the podcast for something. The podcast for virtual hobby friends yes. to hang out. I'm your friend, Scott, and joining me is my co-host, who's maybe not your friend. Could be your friend. John Nunez. Yeah. John throw with an H. Not even close either time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. We got a full lineup for you today. We've got more lineup than we ought to have. Yeah, we got... John just coined the beginning of the podcast, the Preamble Ramble. Yeah. Which is a fantastic name, and it's fat today. It is a fat ramble. <laughs> um. So, yeah, starting off, John wanted to tell me this story about my dog. It's not necessarily related to miniature painting, but it's it, funny. It is related to poop. Which is definitely a, th- a thing. Yes. We do. Yes, we do. Uh, uh, went to the UP, Uper Strong, uh, Michigan. What, by the way, the UP should just secede from Michigan. Yeah. Because they don't give a fuck no. about Michigan. No. It's like when you go there, everything is just the UP and just that the, the shape of the, the UP. They don't ever show the other part of Michigan. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like they don't care about it. Anyways. Uh, it was beautiful. Loved it. Fall colors, amazing. We're on a beach. Dogs are off leash, running around because no one was no one was around, and uh, they're running into the water. We're throwing sticks for them and stuff. And and bullet runs off kind of closer to the forest line and not toward the water, and immediately dive bombs into this thing and just starts rolling and stuff. And initially, I thought it was a it was a, a fish. Oh yeah, yeah stinky, stinky fish carcass. Yeah, yes. which that would have been bad. But no, it was a pile of diarrhea <laughs> that was on top of a stick, like a bigger stick, like maybe like a three-inch <laughs> diameter stick. Um, there was a chunk of poo on her collar. It was all over her, uh, all over her fur, and like we're like an hour away from our hotel. We don't have the means to deal with a poopy dog. Uh, you know, like I can't just walk into the ocean. I'm like wearing boots and like hiking stuff, right? Sure. I can't just walk into the ocean. Um, so there was like an area that was kind of calmer water. We walked her in there and kind of like splashed water on her. And the only thing we had to deal with it in the car was like a bunch of Clorox wipes. Yeah. You're going through all those, which like, aren't, I don't know. Those are probably not good for dogs, but like, what's the alternative? She just is poopy the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to do? Uh, so yeah, we, we took a collar off. We kind of wrapped it in a, a dog towel that we then later washed. Um, I, I have, I have to interject. I have a question. Interject, please. Okay. Did you determine where the diarrhea came from? Like what kind of creature? So I gave it a smell. It smelled like human poopy. It just smelled like poo. It just, it just smelled disgusting. Yeah. Well, I mean, animal poopy smells different than human poopy. I just picture it? what kind of creature and or person is like along, walking <laughs> along the shoreline and be like, oh, I got to shit. And then they run up to the woods and they just, it's everywhere. So they just got to like rub their beehole on a stick. No, it, was, it wasn't rubbing. It was like someone pooped on it. Like oh. it was thick there. Oh, like the stick was the target. Yeah. Which is a very dog thing to do, I think, is to like to target specific things like a flower petal or a stick like my dogs do that all the time they pee on the weirdest things so i feel like it was a dog but i couldn't i couldn't figure it out from just smelling oh lord it was it was terrible so yeah uh clorox wiped the crap out of her literally um <laughs> drove with the windows open for the rest of the day and then we got back to the hotel 
and they leashed her up to a pole on our patio because our hotel had like a little walkout in the back. And Amber was just walking back and forth with the ice bucket, going to the sink, filling it up with with water, bringing it out to me. And I had the Dawn dish soap, and I was just going crazy. So basically, she got a full bath. Um, and then she proceeded to go inside the hotel and rub her face on everything. Because, Wet dog face. Yep. She loves to do that. And yeah, <sighs> you you said earlier you were concerned or Amber was concerned about giving the dog a bath in the actual bathtub. Right. Because, you know, the hotel might not like that. Sure. But yeah. you know what your hotel room smelled like when you checked out, right? Like a wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like not doing him any favors. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he probably would have smelled like a wet dog if you gave her a bath in the bathtub too. So, yeah, yeah. You know. If it's a dog-friendly hotel, it is. Yeah. then you're just like... They're chill. You have to go with it. Right. Um, whenever oh. we go out uh, west and we bring the dogs um, for hunting, there are hotels um, that, you know, they, they're there in like South Dakota and, and places like that that are used to having hunting dogs. So they just are really welcome to dogs. Yeah. Um, every single time you go into a new ho- hotel room, you're like, it smells like 40 dogs are sitting in this room at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, that's the concession you need to make as a hotel owner sometimes. Like, right. This room is just going to smell like dog. Forever. Um, how this is related to miniature painting is I went to a hobby store in Marquette. Because we went like north, mm-hmm. not like south. Uh, and so I went through Marquette. Had great fish fry in Marquette. Oh, baby. It was super freaking good. Um, and yeah, we went to a hobby store called Taiga, um, which is coincidentally the name of a pro Dota player. Really? Fun fact. But yeah, it was it was a cool store. It's, they had magic cards, right? 100%. Yeah, because Taiga is, is a like a a pinnacle card in magic. Oh, that's is it? Okay, that's, that's where it came from? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Yeah, they had a lot of good stuff. They had some limited edition stuff that like was like gets sold out like or it's like limited edition order on the GW store. What? They had Amalia Navena, the sister of battle model. What? Yeah, so they had... Did uh, you buy it? No, I didn't buy it. Why didn't you text me and be like, hey, John, they have limited edition stuff here. Would I you looked, like any of it? I looked it up on eBay, and it wasn't going for that expensive. So it, it must not be in high demand. Well, you could support their store. Yeah, sure. By but buying I saw, stuff I for me. I didn't really need By buying stuff for you? Get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, that's my story about my dog rolling in poo. It was terrible. And, I hope, and how it relates to the hobby. And how it relates to the hobby. I hope it never happens again, because it was not fun to deal with. Uh, spoiler, your dog's going to roll in poop again. Oh, no, please. Bull's been on a rampage, dude. She's been slaying bunnies. Oh, boy. Dude, she caught one last night. And we didn't realize it. She ate 80% of it in three minutes. It's less money on dog food. <laughs> dude, otherwise, you get bunnies everywhere, and, you know, they can do things <laughs> terrible. I don't know. They eat your veggies and your herbs. That's true. They do that. They do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're getting to the fall where they're not going to do that as much. But right. if you let them all live, then they have 100 babies. And then the next spring. We need to curb the bunny population. Right. Bullet is doing the community a service. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the next in our preamble ramble? All right. Next on our list is Secret Santa. Oh, yeah. Secret this is Duff's Santa. thing. Yeah. Okay. So I learned about this from watching Impending Duff's Twitch stream the other day. And I I heard of it last year. And it just was like, oh, it's too late to sign up or whatever. But I really like the idea of this. Yeah. And it is a Secret Santa for all of us sprues and spruettes. I mean, not just sprues and spruettes, but anybody can be a sprues and spruette. Right. And so anyone who loves the hobby and miniature painting, and uh, you can sign up, you get um, 
mystically matched with somebody you don't know who has your name and you fill out like a, a full list like it was great i went through and i filled out and it's like questions about you nice and all these interesting things like that weren't a hundred percent related to miniature painting right because like people could get their own cool ideas what tv shows you like stuff like that yeah, yeah yes and then there were more specific like wish list and kinds of things you're interested yeah and you know it's a it's a minimum of a 25 dollar U.S. dollar gift. Um, they do have it open to folks um, in Europe and I don't know about uh, in Australia and Canada. The the caveat is they need to have at least two people from each region, so you kind of get paired with someone from your own region, sure. so you're not paying a buttload on shipping, mm -hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have until I think he said he extended it to October 16th for the sign up. Yes, he did. Um, and it's through a Discord server. So we'll put a link below to the Discord server if you are interested in being a Secret Santa and getting gifts in the mail. Awesome. Yeah. And so uh, it's a cool stuff. So it's through The Pit is the name of the Discord server. That's, <laughs> um, and, and Gamer Dad and Zambies and Impending Duff, I believe, are the three um, Twitch streamers that are involved in kind of making this run. And I know there's a lot of other important people. Um, Another awesome person reached out to me because I didn't fill up my sheet 100% correctly. And uh -oh. she's a member of the community. And she's like, I know you just said whatever excites people, but can you give a couple of ideas just in yeah. case people... Come on, John. Dude, I just want to be surprised. Okay. That someone's going to send you a giant dildo miniature of arms. <laughs> Please, if you get me, don't do that. <laughs> just <laughs> like a sword and a shield, <laughs> stiff-armed. Sir Dildo. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm sure that miniature exists out there somewhere. <laughs> Some Slanesh Army conversion. Yeah, so if you're interested in hobby, secret Santa, um, not associated with any particular re religion, it's just the fact that we all know Santa. Yeah. It's secret Santa. The Santa religion. <laughs> all hail Santa. <laughs> hail Santa. Um, so the subreddit mini painting, r slash mini painting, used to do a secret Santa, or maybe the Discord associated with it did it. And at the time, I was, an, I was a mod for either the Discord or for the sub, and I was a programmer. And so the one of the other mods asked me to write a tool that could take a list of people and, and pair them in a, in a tailing fashion, which means that the person that you get to give a gift to is not the person that is also painting for you. Mm. And so this tool would pair them based on their preferences in terms of region, like whether you're willing to ship internationally or not. And also it would email them the the details of the other person. So you gave it a CSV and it, you ran it and it did all the emailing and all that stuff too and all the assignment and then it, uh, and it pooped out a log file so you could see who was paired with who for obviously you know contacting reasons and stuff like that. I wonder if... Uh, I put that on GitHub for anyone to use. I wonder if they're using that that script. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it, but maybe. probably something just like it. Similar. But yeah. I think you should talk more about coding right now because yeah. Wants so to hear about it's that. it's it was, it was a Python script. I think it was version two point seven. Uh, not familiar with three point very much. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. John almost died. <laughs> uh, speaking of almost dying, let's talk about actual dying. The next uh, topic on the preamble ramble is a news story that I came across the other day about a gentleman that died from eating too much black licorice. 
Wait, come on. How is this related to Mutual <laughs> Because we talk about candy and we talk about the good candy. And today we're going to talk about the worst candy. Yes, straight up. Is there a candy worse than black licorice? Scott. I guess it depends because coconut is really divisive for a lot of people. So mm. almond joys and mounds are kind of yeah. like, but yeah, black licorice, definitely, definitely one of the worst ones. I can't think of something right now though, but yeah, it's up there. I mean, it's, the story also goes on to say that, you know, he, he smoked like a pack a day. He was an alcoholic and he was overweight. Uh, he actually got shot, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he switched from red licorice to black licorice two weeks before he died and he he consumed like two bags a day of black licorice well how much is in a bag uh like one of the big bags like a pound probably two pounds of i mean licorice the, a the day? story has it all I, I read it like a week and a half ago i can't remember but the autopsy and the doctor showed that that directly killed him oh my gosh like that killed him there was other factors that like it threw off some imbalance in his body um of like i don't know if like vitamins or nutrients or something so horribly that his organs shut down <laughs> okay you, uh, you're hearing it here first folks black licorice is lethal yeah you can smoke a pack a day <laughs> and do uh you know and ha- you know do a one seven five have a heart guy. have a heart disease yeah that's all fine but the <laughs> second you put in black licorice in that mouth it's all over baby dude yeah stuff is poison yeah tastes like poison jesus it does it tastes like i shouldn't eat this <laughs> yeah, this isn't food yeah kind of like broccoli too you know oh i shouldn't eat this no i'm just kidding broccoli's okay broccoli's amazing given the right accoutrement it's uh it's good brussels sprouts i'm okay with those too oh, yeah. oven roasted flour yeah cauliflower is great i'm just gonna keep cauliflower is the best of the three kale I'm cool with kale. Kale tastes like butts. You ever taste taking dinosaur kale, which is like the the scaly kind, and putting yeah. it in the vegetable soup? It's really nice. Yeah, I do like it in soup. I do yeah. like a I do like a sausage <laughs> and potato yeah, soup okay. with kale. I love this. We're just talking about anything right now, dude. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> dude, like, like Italian oh. sausage, potato, and kale soup is Ooh. legit. Ooh, baby, we that need sounds, to have that. That sounds. All nice. right, I'll make that for you sometime. All right, deal. Before you die of licorice. <laughs> You're just going to force me like a rash. It's like a torturing method. All right, next thing in the preamble ramble. See, I'm keeping us on track here. I really like that name. Yeah, I'm just going to keep saying it. So everyone either loves it or hates it after this episode. They'll all love it. I guarantee it. <laughs> no one will say otherwise in the comments below. Dude, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something that came up on your Twitch stream the other day. Dude, yeah. Okay, yeah. Hold on. Quick shout out. I'm streaming on Twitch and YouTube every Friday. I'm currently swapping back and forth between the platforms to kind of get a a sense for what I like more in terms of stats, in terms of ease of use, in terms of viewer interaction, etc. Check it out. I'll link it in the description. All right. Go on. Free plug for you. Free plug. This is our fucking podcast. All right. I need to do something that I can plug. John I'm going to have a car wash <laughs> and in my driveway on Thursday, 20 bucks. I'll wash your car in Be a careful. bikini. Be careful. Oh, wow. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I'll come down, dude. 20 bucks? My van's all dirty from driving around <laughs> on dirt roads. So I'll be there. I'm already here. Can you just do it today? Are you just going to run, run it through some diarrhea sticks no, first, too? No. Oh, God. I'm not washing the inside. Okay. Or I'll just take my power washer and just pull the <laughs> side of your door open and just, just fill it up with water. Uh, so there was a discussion going on 
about tattoos in your Twitch stream. Yeah. And I said, we need to get matching tattoos. Yeah. And we don't, you, we don't need to. You initially said, hell yes. And then you said, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I think what we learned here is you need to go with your gut. And your gut is, is what you, so your subconscious immediately reacts to something yeah and then your brain gets involved yeah and it's like wait you don't have a matching tattoo with your own wife why would you have one with john because if you get one with your wife that's just kind of like eye roll right i mean you can have a thematic one or like okay oh yeah. i one half of my heart and the other half of a heart <laughs> <laughs> john just had a stroke <laughs> left side of my face went numb <laughs> and uh but it's it's uh, dude Okay. So I immediately wrote this down in our show notes and I said, look, if there is an idea of amazing matching mini painting tattoos, mm. I think we're going to do it. But I'm speaking for both of us here. Yeah. But we need someone to come up with that idea. Well, okay, I've had an idea for tattoos before. Okay. My logo was originally an idea for a tattoo, but I think a cool thing in the hobby is scales so i want like uh like a ruler that says 28 mil 32 54 72 90 and like maybe you could have like the silhouette of a figure at each of those scales mm. and it's like a little ruler that's pretty freaking cool yeah so i want to do that that's a cool idea damn you should like get it on your thigh mm inner thigh yeah and then like and then you have like another scale where like the line just keeps going up your thigh and, and then it just says question mark <laughs> someone be like what scale is this model just a sex like tear my i, I got tearaway jeans on at all times <laughs> just put this model next to my inner thigh <laughs> what's that last line for oh don't you worry about that just line follow that yellow brick road sunny <laughs> Oh man! Do they make scales less than twenty-eight mil? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's a that's that's an okay idea. That's a good idea. Um, I think the more simplistic you go with an idea like that, the better. I think if you do like the outline of a space marine at thirty-two, and then an outline of a something else, suddenly it gets a little bit wonky. Yeah, and a little cluttered, cheesy too. Yeah. Um, and then you're like you're committed to having whatever you pick for 90 mil or 72 on your body for the rest of your life. Sure, yeah, it's a big one. It's a, yeah, it's like, a, this is a night titan. <laughs> I don't know. Why, why did you have sound like that? Because that's the voice of someone that would get that tattoo <laughs> of a night titan on them. <laughs> uh, so I, my initial thought for this was, is this is about workshopping this, right? Okay, Everyone's yeah. throwing ideas in the pot. Yeah. And then we find the golden ones. Right. And then I spend the next six months convincing you to do it. Okay. And then I'll find a tattoo parlor by Adepticon. Oh, God. Yeah. And then I will secretly uh, schedule us appointments. And then at Adepticon, we get these. Can it be a butt cheek tattoo? Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm down. Okay. All right. So in order for this to happen, we need, we need to workshop it. We need ideas. You need in the comments below. Um, and or on the our great Patreon uh, discussion chats, um, folks can throw in, in in the show notes for this video on the Patreon as well, and we'll find something. And it probably shouldn't have a tendy on it because my wife would be pissed. <laughs> Just a singular tendy with like an open packet of ketchup and like a bite out of the tendy. Yeah, it's my biggest concern with the tendy because I had thought about this. My biggest concern with the tendy 
is how do you draw and tattoo attendee that actually looks distinguishable as attendee? It's not that hard, is it? I mean, you'd think so, but you try drawing one and then look at it with clean eyes and be like, clean eyes? Are yeah. my eyes dirty? Yeah, yeah, clean eyes. You know what clean eyes is? No. It's like when you're painting your model, you know, you're sitting there and you're you're like knee deep in it, painting for two, three, four hours. Okay, sure. Yeah. You you come back the next day and you got clean eyes. Yeah, but it's, no one's ever said the, the phrase clean eyes. Because I just made it up right now. Okay, it's the Johnism. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get your clean eyes, <laughs> then look at that tendy drawing, and you're gonna be like, is that like a, is that a rock? <laughs> is that a, is that a tan rock? I don't know what that is. That's what the bite marks for, and you can see chicken on the inside yeah you need the, like the cartoon teeth marks yeah, a little maybe little crumbs around it yeah okay it's not a terrible idea I, I was hoping for something a little bit closer to actual mini painting okay so after you know after we're 50 years old and the tendy jokes wear off which probably won't happen no um then we'll still have something to be proud of we should open a tendy restaurant that has minis when you buy it kind of like toys yeah for like, every every tendy meal is a kid's meal yeah but the, 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 like they're inside the tendies. So it's like, careful. <laughs> don't bite too hard. You might eat one. Yeah, I don't want to eat that. No. I mean, how does plastic hold up in a deep fryer? Pretty good. Yeah, it probably poisons the entire meat. <laughs> yeah. You might, might be get slammed by, uh, what's the, the Health and Drug Administration? The FDA? Yeah, FDA. Immediately. We're but probably, yes. We'll kill at least three people. Right. I mean, so all you got to do is come twice in a week and you're done and for. You're, and you're <laughs> it's just like black licorice. <laughs> Black licorice is the equivalent of molten plastic. Yes, ingesting molten plastic and all the toxic fumes that seep into the chicken meat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm glad we've had this discussion. Yeah, me too. Okay. So, I think there's one more thing on the preamble ramble, right? Yeah, the actual thing of, of value, which is <laughs> what is changing in season two of Trapped Under Plastic? Oh, yeah. Welcome to season two, by the way. It may seem like not much has changed, and that is because... Not much has changed. Not much has changed. Uh, your feedback was largely very positive. So thank you for that. Yeah. Our egos are now even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. You've created this. <laughs> um, no, really, uh, it was super heartwarming. We went through every single comment on that last video, a ton of uh, DMs on Patreon, a ton of comments on Patreon, um, so much stuff. And yeah. uh, It took but, us hours to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we cataloged everything. We put it in order and, and we discussed all these different We things. do work, okay? Trust us. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you want to go first? So I want to talk about the uh, the couple of kind of big buckets, right? Yeah. A lot of comments came into big buckets. Yeah, yeah. Um, pour out some of these buckets. Let's, yeah, let's, let's pour out the bucket of Legos and take a look. So one of the big ones uh, that we noticed was you don't have to always have a big, heavy topic. Yeah. Yep. That's, the, that's my problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's you. That is all you. <laughs> um, the topics, um, and, and we got a, a variety of, of discourse on that subject, and some folks were like, the topics are great. We learned something. But at the end of the day, it's just about hanging out, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is where we're coming up with kind of a, a one area that we're going to not shift lanes, but we're going to take a just a slight detour from yeah, season one. Sure. And that is – Focusing a little bit more on, as you called it, virtual hobby, hobby friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was a super endearing thing to hear from a lot of people that they don't necessarily have friends who are into miniature painting. So listening to the podcast is kind of like listening to friends talk about like what they're doing in the hobby. And that was, that just really, 
that really brightened my day a, a lot. And so I, th- I want to lean into that, but I don't know the best way to lean into it. Um, so as always, we're open to suggestion about how to make it more, I don't know, make it seem more like a friendly hangout chat. Yeah. I, and I think, um, I think that is kind of the vibe that we've kind of not consciously, but kind of have sunk into because this, these are the conversations we like to have anyway. Absolutely. And it makes for the podcast to be fun and, and hopefully it, it comes across that way. Um, to y'all. So I think that to me, the biggest way that we make a change for this is to be just a little bit more forthright in acknowledging that is what one of our goals are of this. And as simple as in our intro, um, talking about, you know, the podcast for all our virtual hobby friends. Yeah. The ever changing intro. Yeah. That's never gonna, it's like a moving target. Yeah. Yeah. If you stand still, you're going to get an arrow between the eyes. (laughs) Got to keep moving. Um, so I think if, if we can be a little bit more conscious about that being one of our goals, then maybe newcomers to the, the podcast or folks that um, haven't quite thought about it that way will understand that's one of our goals. Mm-hmm. Instead of why are these two idiots talking about everything but mini painting in the first <laughs> 45 minutes? We got those comments too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so a helpful piece of feedback, which I don't know why I didn't think of it, is you can obviously put bookmarks, uh, timestamps in the description of your YouTube video. And uh, that'll tell you where certain sections start. So we'll start doing that for the YouTube videos. Uh, so you can kind of skip to the sections that you want to skip to. Uh, if you want to skip the preamble ramble, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, but why would you? Why would you? This is this is quality yeah, content. You right could here. you could die of licorice next week if you didn't listen to that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's some guy fist deep in a one pound licorice bag who just like, thank God they said something. I was on the a road to death. Yeah, he just throws them across He's the like, room. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm done. Doesn't even taste good. I don't know why I'm eating <laughs> Why am I even eating this? Why am I even eating this? Tastes like a noose. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, what was, uh, there's my, that's my one bucket I'm tipping over. Do you have a, a different bucket you want to tip over? I mean, there are a lot of small things, like I said, like the, the timestamps. Someone mentioned using uh, or being able to see our faces more because our faces are beautiful. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, now you do. Uh, (laughs) In our lower jaws because these microphones just disguise our our cutting jawlines. I don't actually have a chin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to hide this fact, right? Uh, I have extras. I have extra chins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, I'm kind of losing it right now because I said... Your face is beautiful, don't you know that? And that reminded me of that uh, all gas, no brakes, AVN Expo. It was like, you're a black king, do you know that? And he was oh, like, oh, no. no, you remember that part? <laughs> the guy was so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's like, do you mind if my beta six cock kneels down and kisses the ground you walk on? He's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's just right. standing there in the camera like, yeah, it's like, Ugh. okay, well, <laughs> if you want to cringe harder than you've ever cringed, there's a video in the description for you. Anyways, other buckets regarding feedback about season one going into season two. Uh, you nailed it. Um, don't focus so hard on the on the uh, topic. Uh, just chatting about miniature painting is, is good. Um, we got some uh, a fair amount of topics or contents or wow, neither of the was Not, the right word. Yeah. Comments. We got a fair amount of comments regarding guests. So I want to unpack the the couple of sub buckets that that bucket <laughs> you got a little sub buckets little, bucket. little buckets it's just like a russian doll <laughs> buckets inside the buckets um and uh folks like guests folks also understand that there is a uh 
an inherent amount of extra level of complexity to make that work. Yeah. Right. Anytime you have two people talking and you bring in a third to have a kind of a, a smooth conversation and to keep everybody involved, it's a little bit trickier in practice than it is in theory. Um, so that can be kind of tough. Yeah. If we have a guest, folks want them there for the whole episode, like we did with Jeremy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I agree with that 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, some folks said like, well, if you just keep doing guests, you, you're, they're all kind of from a same, coming from a same perspective or mostly the same perspective. They're all mini painters, right? right? So unless you're like really interested in, and if it's a pro painter or a YouTuber or something, if unless you're really interested in what their particular story is or what they have to say, the conversations end up sounding very similar. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I kind of like what we did with Jeremy in that we still had our plan for the day and we just let him in on the plan. Yeah. It wasn't us saying, Jeremy, tell me about your origin story and how you first got started in painting. <laughs> because there's plenty of people that do that out there and they do it better than we would. Right. So let's, let's let to, them do it. Right. We don't need to double down on that. Yeah. Um, in, the, in the same vein of uh, guests, I had this idea for Patreon has like goals uh, where if you hit a certain milestone, you'll do a thing. And I thought it'd be cool to have milestones that was like when we hit X dollar amount or X patron amount, we'll fly out someone to be a guest on the podcast. That's an easy kind of one-off thing that we could do. And the first person that came to mind was goddamn Duncan Rhodes. Duncan Rhodes, <laughs> take me home. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so I reached out to him like six months ago. I was like, hey, are you, are you into this idea? And he was like, uh, he was super busy at the time because his channel had just came out. And he, yeah. said, he said, I'll get back to you in six months. And I don't think he did, bastard. And then you just you just need to send him a gif of a guy hitting his watch, yeah, yeah. tapping the watch, and be like, "Hey, yeah, or buddy. like a, or like a a deer's head, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just really fuck with him." Yeah, no, yeah. So I like that idea a lot. Um, maybe we'll do that about regarding guests. Yeah, we were gonna do one with Darren Latham. Oh hell yeah! But and Adepticon got canceled. GW has a stranglehold on him. No, he, yeah. he, he, he that would never have happened. Well, we could we can do it with the lights off and they won't know it's him. We'll just put a thing over. <laughs> we'll just like make like, one, like <laughs> the, the ones where like the background is lit, but the silhouette of the person is black and it's like Agent Smith and like the, the voice is all garbled and shit. Yeah, we'll call him Derek Lathan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, I'm into that. All right. Yeah, we're gonna set a Patreon goal to bring out Derek Lathan <laughs> to come on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I'd like to get Banshee on there too. He's gonna come if we're gonna go to Spain one day. Yeah, you know, one day, one day we're gonna go to Spain. We're gonna buy him like his weight and tapas. Yeah, he's gonna teach us how to become good painters. Yeah, and then we're gonna make him be on the podcast. Yeah, and we didn't tell him that last part, but no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring the mobile version of the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll have we'll have him yell at all of us. Yeah. Yeah, in in, in <laughs> Spanish. Like, I would rather get yelled at in Spanish because then I know he's truly into it. Right. You know? We don't know what he's saying, but it's No, like, it can't be good. There's passion here. Yeah. yeah. And we know, oh, boy. Just assume you're fucking out constantly. Right. I'll just keep the Google Translate on on my phone and I can <laughs> read it. And it says, Push like... a little microphone button. And, and the, the translates are always terrible in those things, too. It's like, your horse is yellow, should purple green be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this means, Scott! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he speaks great English too. So. Yeah, he does. So he can yell at us and 
in English as well. <laughs> um, we got a whole list. We got all sorts of people. I want to get like, I want to get like every celebrity on here. Yeah, dude. You know, I want to get like Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like his idea of like where you um, you <laughs> love you. Why start yeah, well, there? Yeah, because like you bring on people that have know nothing about what you're talking about. Oh, you know, and then you like bring them on. They're like, "What am I here?" And then you have like regular like interview. Like they have a, they're promoting a new movie or something. And then like three questions, and you're like, uh, "So which uh, which sub faction of the uh, Solanesh war band do you feel most associates with your career?" <laughs> Tom Hanks is like, what? <laughs> They're just like looking around for their agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As if, as if we could get Jennifer Love Hewitt or Tom Hanks on our podcast in the first place. You're right. But all we'd need would be one. Yeah. You get one person. And then we got the foot in the door. Then we're into Hollywood. Then we're in movies. Yeah. And then we're, we're the next key and peel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's our trajectory, right? <laughs> that's our five year plan. <laughs> This is our 500-year plan. If we live that long, we'll be able to accomplish all these things simply by becoming a lich. <laughs> uh, okay, what else? What else? Um, so, yeah, well, I guess uh, where we're coming from in terms of the guest was, like, we want it to happen naturally. Like, if it's going to happen organically, um, we'll totally record that way. Um, sometimes with our busy lives, um, getting this podcast recorded just based on our two schedules it can be a bit uh, daunting. So to have to add a third uh, wheel to that stool, you know, because a stool needs three wheels. A or just stool, falls over. yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> kind of stools are you sitting on, guy? With the wheels? Uh, legs, sorry, not wheels. Legs. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That was... three, like a two-legged stool doesn't stand up, but a three-legged stool does. Yeah. But if all three legs aren't there at the same time, then, like, we can't shoot the podcast. So we're going to make it happen when – it works out um, sure, yeah. naturally, or we get uh, Derek Lathan to come. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an unknown painter, Derek. Yeah. He, like, he's, got, he's got this, this rugged Cockney upbringing. Yeah. You know, from the streets of London. London. And uh, he, uh, he used to sell um, these little, like, smoked fish on sticks. Yeah. from an alleyway right he'd, yeah. he'd cook them over an old dumpster fire right yeah and then he'd use that money to buy uh games workshop paints yep and then one time he got enough to buy five paints and so he then he started to paint the smoked fish that he sold wow yeah and then he gave everyone mercury poisoning yeah wait there's mercury in gw paints well i don't know back in the day back in the day back in the day it's right. like enamel those, paints those hex pots yeah don't the, trust those yeah definitely not yeah so that's the origin story of Derek laughing i don't even know if we need him on now yeah i mean there's that's just the start though yeah where do you go from there french revolution <laughs> he was part of that <laughs> <laughs> what this guy's like 150 years old <laughs> that's why we need him on the podcast he's got stories to tell All he's right. benjamin button he's aging in reverse he's like a little baby sitting on the podcast <laughs> Oh, dang it. We should have made a joke about how he looks like Martin. Oh. Damn it. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We need to make a, a Bilbo Baggins reference. Yeah. No, we don't. We'll stop now. Yeah. Poor Derek. Okay. Let's lay this preamble ramble to bed. Yeah. That is it. Um, so, moral of the story, TLDR version of what we're changing. Um, we're just going to lean into it. We're going to have fun because we're having fun. Yeah. And most of this was about us worried that us having fun didn't equate 
to y'all having fun. Um, and it seems like for the most part, 89% of you are having fun. What a figure. Yeah. I mean, I just, did you pull the here. community? No, let's not pull the community. Cause it'll be less than 89%. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, we're still going to have topics. Sometimes they might be a light topic. Sometimes it might be a heavy topic. Yeah. Who knows? Right. But we're going to just roll with it. Just and today we it. did both. We had a somewhat heavy topic and we had preamble ramble for 45 minutes. So. Right. Okay. Well, let's talk about miniature painting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, what did you paint in this last fortnight? I talked to you earlier um, about that I've gone full Scott mode where now everything in the podcast that I talk about that I painted is something I did for a video. Yep. Even though I don't even put out a video every week. But that YouTube <sighs> life. So since the last time we've had this discussion, I, uh, I painted up some bases. I did a video on um, making bases only with found materials from the wild. Oh, yeah. That was a friggin gem of a video yeah uh yeah i i enjoyed it and i got the just the right amount of laughs slash hatred towards my accents <laughs> um which obviously i mean i was leaning into it i know i can't do a good accent but right. if you'd stop doing the things that are uncomfortable for you you are not going to achieve what you want to achieve in life. life advice yeah right so john nunez jesus j-o-h-n <laughs> um and so I guess the moral of that story is just start speaking an Australian accent yeah. randomly throughout the day. Yeah. And, and then, then stuff will come your way. Nothing else will feel like an obstacle after that. Tom Hanks want to be in your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. We already have Tom Hanks right oh, here. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Only get that. About. I'm really fucking with you today. I'm yeah, sorry. You are. No, you are. Well, is it a bad thing to no. look like Tom Hanks? No. I don't think so. I don't know. Successful, rich actor. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Come on. Castaway, great movie. Big, yeah. great movie. All great movies. Philadelphia, great movie. Okay. Toy Story, the, uh, great voice. Great voice. Wood Day. Um, I don't know who's doing that. <laughs> Wood Day. <laughs> Hi, Wood Day. <laughs> oh, that was Forrest Gump talking to Woody. <laughs> wow, dude, the crossover. The crossover. Um, I forgot what I was talking you, about. You, you did bases. I did bases, so I, I, I made them all out of crap i found outside yeah but what about the base that they're on that is a chunk of bigger bark that i no, it's just an mdf okay so you lied in the title of the video oh lord oh people also said that you use super glue yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wanted you to make your own cyanoacrylate yeah. okay from found things right i could have probably if remus was still around i could use his slobber because oh, that yeah. stuff was glue oh, and that would have made an even better video <laughs> Uh, you're just like yeah. like a vial and you're just like <laughs> yeah. harvesting it oh yeah it's just just goobers i don't know what they're made of but then it would stick to the walls and the floor it would dry <laughs> like a rock and you have to take like a chisel to get it off what yeah it was seriously i don't know what's in that dog slobber but <laughs> anyway so i painted those up um and i also painted up this badass looking lich model mm -hmm. um and that was really really fun using just my favorite paints I only used my favorite paints to what paint are your that model. Paints? Um, well, hopefully. Oh, is this is this the video? Yeah, this is the video. It's okay. com uh, hopefully coming out three days ago, as of when this, this podcast goes. Um, I'm scheduled to have it out this Friday. Oh, hopefully, I can get that done. Um, you yeah, don't, you don't need here. Let me just 
You don't have a schedule. I know. But I put it on myself. Stressing. I put it on myself. Okay. And then this week was just crazy with work. Uh, and also my daughter's home because uh, somebody in her class uh, got COVID positive. Mm-hmm. So she has to school from home for two weeks. Don't worry. She and my wife already got tested and they all came back negative. Otherwise, Scotty wouldn't be here. Exactly. Not. Yeah. Um, so it's just all these things happened between Sunday night and Monday afternoon and my week of trying to get this all done. Anyway, just an amazing model. Um, and I have, in that video, I have my 50 favorite paints. 50? 50. I could think of like four. Yeah, but it's- 50? It's, it's the paints from every category that I go to time and time again for a perfect reason. 50? 50. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at uh, yellows, oranges, reds, pinks and purples, blues, blacks. Okay. Other so colors. Are these metallics. just like, I like this hue? No, it's when I'm going for this kind of a thing, this is the paint I go for. Okay. Now, I do that because I don't, if I just have like seven paints, I felt like I'm missing out on like another seven. And then if I add those seven, I'm like, God, there's still other ones. So basically what I... What I did was I told myself, all right, if I could only paint with X number of paints, whatever that is, for the rest of my life, I could never add a new color, never lose a color. Okay. These would be the paints. Yeah. This is like the the island book question. Island book. Oh. If you're trapped on an island, you're going to have three books. What books do you pick? Yes. The Bible. Uh, mein Kampf. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I got to a dark place. <laughs> I was just like, you went on one side. I was going to go on the other side. <laughs> just kidding. I wouldn't take my. <laughs> I was thinking like Michelle Obama's like biography. You went to Mein Kampf. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's like that, oh, Desert Island. That's what it's called. Desert Island question. Oh, right. It's a Desert Island paint question. And you took 50 paints with you. Yeah. Because I, I actually see it kind of on your monitor. That's the brown category. That's the brown category. How could you have so many favorite browns? Because they all have a purpose. They all have their Seriously? place. Seriously? I cannot wait to watch this video. They, have, they all have their place. They all have their home. I feel like I just kind of just, I just use paint. I don't know. Yeah, that's your problem. It is my problem. Yeah. I'd be more mindful about what paints I use. Each because of those fifty, each one has a. There is no double dipping. There is no something I could have used this instead. Sure. Yeah. That's my that's my goal with it. Also, I don't expect any person to be like, I'm going to go buy all fifty paints. No, no, no. But if they're like, I really am looking for like a good deep red. Yeah. There will be that in this video for you. Fantastic. Like, I've been struggling with a, like a really bright yellow. Yeah. There will be that in this video. Okay. Sick. There, I'm plugging myself. You're, dude, yeah. This is going to be a battle about who can plug each other's crap. Not each other's, our own crap more. <laughs> um, that's amazing. I and mean, I also paint a model in that video. You could have easily just not done that. I know. Good man. But I felt like I, it felt boring for me to just sit there and just talk about 50 it, it, paints. It would have been. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> so right now I'm in the process of like trying to edit, edit to try to make it fit to where it's jumping back and forth in a way that's not jarring mm. but is still engaging so you never get too bored on one area or the other the logistics of editing yeah let's talk about that <laughs> no let's we not. can we can not today <laughs> not today not today <laughs> uh okay what'd you paint i assembled a buttload of terrain um literal literal uh so I am starting this kill team campaign with my friends and it's a video. It's a big video project. 
And the premise is is that I'm going to take a bunch of normies who mm. don't don't play miniature war games, but they're maybe like geeks. They're in Star Trek and Lord of the Rings and shit. They play video games, they play probably. Video games. They're my friends. They're they're geeks. Okay. Sure. Yeah. This isn't a super hard sell, right? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And then I I introduced them to the world of miniature war gaming. And so the first step was, they came over. We had snacks. We assembled terrain from various MDF laser cut terrain and also the plastic stuff from the kill team box. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about the various kill team factions and how to make a list and kill team. Um, and so the next time we meet up, we will be assembling our kill teams. And I, I'm just walking through this slowly trying to make it a really enjoyable experience so that they're enthused about it. And who knows, maybe want to play a different skirmish game. Maybe want to take their kill team and turn it into a 40 K army, um, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, we, we assembled a bunch of terrain, probably more than we need. There's six of us. So we need enough for three kill team boards. Sure. And kill team is kind of a terrain heavy game. Um, played on the 30 by 22 inches. Such a weird dimension. <laughs> yes. Um, they have their, uh, what do you call it? They have all their proprietary dimensions for their games. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to go six by four feet anymore. Yeah. 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 It's weird. I don't get it. Um, so yeah, I've been thinking about how to paint it because there's a there's so much of it uh in a fast way um that marco frizzoni video about his spray cans that was <laughs> that's sort of some inspiration for how to paint terrain in a fast way oh yeah so i'll take a look into that um and uh other than that actual painting i painted uh teriana palos which is a sister of battle i don't know if it was a web order exclusive model or like a or like it's a it's a store's birthday model something like that um how'd you get it so someone who wanted to participate in the charity event but couldn't paint anything was like, I have several Space Marine lieutenants and this one. Can this help someone in your thing? And I was like, you can help me. <laughs> <laughs> I will paint it. Is that going in the Sisters of Battle? Yeah. Then? yeah. Oh, that's cool then. Yeah. So I, you I signed the bottom. <laughs> could you imagine if I took that and, and didn't do it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like sucker put on your shelf <laughs> yeah, this is mine now bitch uh, so no yeah that's that's gonna be part of the sister of battle army as maybe a cannon ass or just like an extra little thing nice yeah uh, so I painted it up and the the premise of the video was it went out today uh, today being Wednesday and it was just like how do you take a battle ready scheme and zhuzh it up for, zhuzh, zhuzh. Uh, I couldn't fit that word into the script anywhere then it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, for characters and special things, how do you make it look better, but also make it look like it belongs in your army? Um, so yeah, I had fun painting that. It's a great model. It's a great pose. The concept art for it is great. Uh, yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's good. Thanks, man. Yeah. You should you should actually sign the bottoms. So then like whoever they're bidding on it, and like it's painted by Miniac and signed in the bottom by Miniac. And so then the price of the bidding of that army will go up like six bucks. <laughs> I was like, you waiting he, for it? He's going to take the piss somewhere. Waiting I was like, it? this is too nice. Yeah. Take yeah. the piss. Take it right out. You just... I learned how to take the piss from Derek Laffin. Oh, yeah. He's a big piss taker. <laughs> he taught me what that phrase means. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's what we painted. Scott, do you enjoy trying to kill your friends? I know I do. You know, nothing brings me more happiness than murdering my friends. And luckily, there's a game that allows us to do just that. Nexus is the name of the game, and their slogan is, Motivated by violence, fueled by dice. Apparently, these guys played too much D&D and saw Robocop too many times in their formative years. 
So you're like a, a coach slash fight promoter mm -hmm. that you hire on these genetically engineered warriors to go fight in some giant space barge. Yes. Which sounds awesome. <laughs> Um, but the best part is, is that everyone in the arena where they're fighting is trying to get your warriors killed as well. <laughs> Sounds like a hostile work environment. <laughs> really? <laughs> I hope they have matching 401ks. <laughs> At least. <laughs> yeah. In Nexus, you play as a Lanista, which is definitely not a word that I needed to look up. But just in case you don't know what a Lanista is, in ancient civilization, a Lanista is someone who would purchase gladiators and groom gladiators for fighting so in this scenario we're kind of more of a space lanista which is totally different than a space barista <laughs> yeah big time yeah <laughs> don't want to confuse those two so my favorite version of lanistas are obviously space lanistas so as a lanista you hire on a helot or as the game describes them Meat puppets. Appropriate. These cronies do your bidding and earn you coins over the course of the game. And at the end, whoever has the most coins is the victor. Victor. The models themselves are in the 60 to 80 millimeter size, which is a good thing. Bigger models are easier to cast, which means that all the time the sculptor spent putting in all those cool details can be rendered more easily. And that allows us to have a more enjoyable time painting them. In terms of aesthetic, I'm getting a strong Star Wars bounty hunter vibe. Overall, the game looks fantastic. Every pledge comes with this crazy magnetic frame thing that attaches to the game board and allows you to store all of the gaming bits in there. Even Becca Scott from Geek and Sundry was quoted as saying she really likes the look of this frame. So it's got to be good. <laughs> there is even a beer proof board add on. So mm. you can't get anything soggy as you're tipping back the brewskis while no, you're playing. No soggy coins. <laughs> if nothing else, please go check out the Kickstarter and watch the video. That alone is worth it. I think my personal favorite part of the Kickstarter video is the little girl saying, I have a zealot and I'm going to perform a blood ritual. <laughs> it's got a strong 80s ultra violence vibe to it. It's super fun to watch. If nothing else, you need to back this game for the copious amounts of included floor saws. That bit is invaluable. The Kickstarter is live now. It's linked in the description below. Go check it out. Thank you to Jay and Scott for supporting Trapped Under Plastic. Now back to the episode. All right. The inaugural topic for season two of Trapped Under Plastic is quit wasting your GD hobby time. Let's get salty. Let's get salty. Look, we are all guilty of procrastinating with our hobby time. Yeah. I know I am. Are you, Scott? Nope. Okay. I'm 100% efficient. You are a liar. Yep. You don't <laughs> spend 40 hours trying to assemble a mortise engine and only to then let me give you my mortise engine so you don't have to finish it. You know who is uh, totally efficient with his hobby time? Vincey V. The god himself. Dude, I don't know how he He's painting right now. Yeah. As we speak, as you sleep, <laughs> as he, he is painting so many things. So many armies are done, and I don't understand it. He, he needs to. Vince. Okay, Vince. You need to do a video about how you are so dang efficient. Vince, yeah. No, you need to have a video that's like my week in the hobby. And it's like just your, your, your little week. And yeah, it's like, like, what do you, you know, how much do you paint? Just to give people a sense. Yeah. So I don't think they get it. Yeah, like beep, get up. Just that's like a webcam. It's like beep, I get up. It's uh, 
4.22 in the morning. Yeah. I started. I'm painting. I got the apron on. It's like, beep. It's 7.06. I'm eating a hot dog and I'm still painting. And, you know, that's it. That's all we need, Vince. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. Okay. So other than Vince, the rest of us right. are, we've got points where we're just not being, you know, extremely efficient. And I get it. It's, this is a hobby. It's our fun time. It's our relaxation time. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't be all about being hyper efficient and putting that stress and pressure on oh, ourselves. Yeah. But oftentimes we go into like this moment in the evening where it's like, all right, it's hobby time. I sit down, I do something. And then two hours go by and you didn't do anything. Does that happen to you a lot? It happens to me less now that I feel like I've got to crank out stuff for videos that I don't have time to fiddly bits around. Yeah. But I do it. I do it. Yeah, but how? Is is it because there's a computer next to your painting station? And it's um, like, oh, let's check YouTube. Oh, let's watch this video. Oh. A big part of my wasted hobby time would be I'm sitting on the couch upstairs futzing on my phone for 45 minutes instead of coming down here and doing something playing castle crashers yeah yeah no i'm not i i quit playing all video games on my phone because that was a problem yeah that was a problem now when magic arena comes out on phone i'm screwed because <laughs> that's going to be coming out soon but i do sit now i will play a, a match or two of magic arena uh people said that we should play a game of dota together oh we've done that ha no we haven't we've we've played dota 2 together we have not of course we have you don't remember that no Yes, we did. This was a while ago. I didn't even have this computer. I remember sitting up on my kitchen table on my laptop. Remember, um, what, you what, played what the I rock play? dude. The rock dude? Tiny? Tiny? I think you played tiny. No. Or you played the this big. This never happened. The horse. Or, oh, no. I played the big cow dude with the big stomper thing. Okay. And we, we did a lane together. And then you ended up roaming. I think we played two games. No. 100% no. All right. Can you check this shit in your logs? I bet you I could Probably. log into Dota and I could check it. Yeah. The problem with me and John playing is that I would have to carry the shit out of him. <laughs> I used to be good at Dota. I used to be good with like no one's two heroes. good at Dota. I used to be good with like two heroes. <laughs> See, this is us procrastinating, even talking about oh, how we no. procrastinating. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Let's play a game of Dota. If we have played, you dummy. Okay, fine. I used to be good. Now I'm so far removed from that game. So procrastination. You're sitting on your phone, you're upstairs, you're like, I'm going to start painting 45 minutes ago, but first I'm just going to check my emails. I'm just going to check my gram. Yep. Check, check Facebook. My, my OnlyFans. Yeah, I <laughs> check that all the time. <laughs> I'm just going to check things. And then one thing leads to another and then you're on your phone for an hour. Yep. Yeah. That's how it's designed. The phones are designed to do that to you. So yeah. Um, I, yeah. I think having a computer at your station too is another thing that's problematic. I, for the longest time, did not have a usable computer at my hobby desk, and now it just changed to it actually being usable again, because now I'm streaming at my desk again. And I'm, I keep my computer off almost all the time, uh, just because I'm just concerned that I'm gonna go down the YouTube rabbit trail and uh, not paint stuff while I'm sitting at my desk. I like to do things that I can have on while I'm painting, and you kind of get conditioned to actually be actively painting while they're on. And like Twitch streaming painting is a great example. If it, if I pull up Twitch streaming of a painter, it makes me wanna just get in painting. Mm. Because most of the time the stuff isn't moving really fast of, of sure. progress, unless it's like Sam Lens. Yeah. Um, 
that they, you know, most folks, it, it takes a while to work through a process. So if I look up every five minutes and see something, I can listen, I can hear around with chat, I can whatever, I can still go up and write a little funny comment. Like when you're doing your streams, I just drop a little boopsie in there. A little, a little boopsie. And then I go back to painting. So last week when you were doing your stream on Twitch, I was painting my Lich dude the whole time. Nice. So, and then I'm conditioned to do that. But where we get issues is where you condition yourself to do the opposite. Yeah. If you're conditioning yourself to... I'm on Twitch and then I'm actively just sitting and watching and I have my second screen open and I'm looking through whatever other websites instead of doing my painting, then that's a that's a bad news bear situation. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the biggest problem I think folks have with messing with their hobby time is thinking that all these other things that are hobby related count as hobby time. Okay. And I, I just... It, you know, I, I'm not counting watching YouTube videos and learning about hobbying better um, as hobby time. I think that needs to be extra for me. If I'm going to paint an hour and a half today and I want to watch that awesome new uh, not just makeup video, mm. that doesn't count for my hour and a half. I need to find some other time yeah. where I'm going to do that. Okay. So I think that's it. Don't Don't take things that aren't actively building, painting, that's about it, right? That aren't you aren't actively doing that. That doesn't count. So if you're saying an hour and a half tonight, it needs to be an hour and a half cleaning, prepping, building, painting. Okay. 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 What kinds of things, Scott, do people do or do you do 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 that that fall into the trap of <laughs> non-efficient use of hobby time? Thanks for the best setup ever. I just I want you to succeed. I. uh I have so many pet peeves. I'm the kind of person that has pet peeves. Um, and one of them in the hobby is people painting fucking spoons. <laughs> okay. So here's the general thought process. They're cheap. I think that's it. I think that's it. They're cheap and they're plastic. So they're, they're sim maybe similar to what we might use. Okay. It's a thing to like go to the dollar store and buy spoons to test. I think airbrush stuff mostly. Uh, mm -hmm. on spoons i see it a lot with the color shifting and stuff like yeah. that. yeah so i feel like if you're making a video and you want to like show off something like color shifting especially which i think looks best on a large flat surface i think a spoon probably works for that but my problem is that people see that and they're like oh my god i need to do this for myself yeah it's like no paint a fucking model yeah. don't paint a spoon it's worse than a goddamn green army man i <laughs> <laughs> paint spoons what are you gonna paint next uh sporks <laughs> Yeah. Uh, painting a spoon doesn't give you the reps of the actual process of painting a figure. Now, yeah. I get it if you're trying to do a color comparison, but there's color charts out there. These yeah. companies put out their color charts of what it looks like. Or somebody else has painted those spoons already and put them on the internet. Yeah. Instead of taking 20 minutes painting the spoons, take five minutes of Google search and find someone else that painted the spoons. Or just paint the model, and if you don't like it, repaint it. Yeah. It's like you, you, you are now more familiar with painting a miniature not a spoon paint isn't you know it's not going to kill your model just repaint it and now you've painted the model twice instead of painting a spoon once and a model once you painted the model twice um so it's not like okay this is not like harmful you're like you're not killing your hobby by doing this this is it just seems silly to me it just seems like it, that time could have been better used elsewhere yeah yeah okay. i agree okay all right 
Um, uh, one thing. I'm sorry. You have no, a thing? No, I did not have a thing. Okay. I talked about this in a podcast, but very briefly a long time ago, I tried to get into a place of zen while painting recently. And I want to tell you nerds to do that as well. My sprues and spruettes. I think get a playlist on YouTube or whatever you want to listen to that can chain content into your ears uh, for two hours, three hours, however much time you have. Sit there, put the phone upside down on your desk, put it in your pocket, put it somewhere you it's not visible, put your headphones on and talk to the talk to the, your significant other and be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to disappear for three hours today. Don't, if, if, if possible, don't interrupt and just kind of zone in on whatever it is you're doing. Uh, better yet, get all the materials, materials, put them on your desk in front of you so that there is zero distractions. You don't have to ever leave your hobby desk. And just, I think that's a great way to be productive and to minimize distractions. That's good. I think when you, when you vocalize it and you have someone else to kind of help you hold you accountable, it's like, I'm, you know, sweetie, I'm spending the next two hours. I'm working on stuff and something in your brain will say, I need to take advantage of that. I need to use that. Right. Cause my, yeah, my, my wife or my husband or my significant other is, is limiting, you know, they're kind of taking the L cause they don't get to hang out with me. I better make use of this time. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, that's all I had. Okay. That's a good one. I had another good one as well. Um, okay. This one's a common one and I have been guilty of it. And most of us brutes and spruettes, I think have been guilty of it. Mm, I'm curious. We keep building models. <laughs> it's hobby time, so I'm just going to keep building more models and building more models. And I built 7,000 models and none of them are painted. <laughs> and that's my hobby time. That is so stinking common where it's just like, it's my hobby time. I'm just going to keep building. You know what, dude? You're not, paint, you're not playing 72 games that you need to get all these things built and then none of them painted. Yeah. You need to have a proper balance. And so if you have two full armies built, none of them are painted, you shouldn't be building more models. You should be painting models. And that will fuel you to get the painting done, to enjoy that process or speed through that process if you'd rather, for your little hit of dopamine, which is to start the new army. Right. You know? Uh, that balance is big. Um, people always spend a ton of time on social media or doing their research or hanging in Discord chats talking about. Yeah, okay, yeah. Talking about what they're doing. Now you're getting to it. And instead, they're just building stuff or not even building stuff. Preach. So I want you to talk about talking about it because I've seen this happen on a certain person's Discord. Uh, well, okay. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna rat on my Discord, <laughs> dude. I've I've been in that Discord, being the leader of many of those discussions. So uh, I, I don't feel bad. Anybody that's in a Discord that talks about things they're gonna paint, yeah, but yeah, then paint it. Talking about it isn't. Yeah, it, this is kind of like a weird thing where it's like, well, if you don't enjoy painting, I don't want to force you to do it. It's like it's, there's this weird disconnect in life for a lot of people where it's like, this is something I want to do, but I but right now I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to be a great miniature painter, but I don't want to sit down and paint whatever this guy is right here. So yeah. it's like, what about Mr. Three arms crab rhino? Crino. Crino. Baseball yeah. bat crino. Yeah. Baseball bat edition crino. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's this disconnect 
And it always feels weird to sit here and be like, you should be painting all the time. And it's not, it's not necessarily that. And it isn't necessarily that uh, talking about painting is a bad thing. Cause obviously we do that all the time. We have a bloody podcast designed around that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just important that the cool things that are getting you excited to talk about in discord and wherever else you're actually going out and doing them. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, here's something that I thought I was guilty of and I was the only person. And the longer I painted and chatted with other people and, and that kind of stuff, I realized I'm probably more of the norm than the exception in this. Mm, it's that <laughs> <laughs> the starting is the hardest part. Yeah. And we, the longer we delay it, the bigger of a hill we've created for ourselves to have to climb. Mm. And feeling that I need to have it all figured out, every color, every scheme, every everything on the mo- needs to be all mentally prepared before I start putting paint on model. And that is a trap. It's a trap I fall into almost every time I start a new piece, especially if it's something I want to try hard on, especially if it's something for competition, um, or especially if it's something for a video that other people are going to see. I feel like I need to know all these things, and I create this huge barrier for myself. And... If you feel that, you're not alone. We we all feel that, or most of us. Scott probably doesn't because he he doesn't think. But, That's right. <laughs> I don't. Right now, I'm not thinking. No, you're just sitting there. But when I speak, it's like you know when you just keep tapping on the recommended word in uh, your phone. That's yeah. that's how I form sentences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just realize that there there comes this point between 30 Mm. minutes and two hours and 30 minutes into the painting session that you're like, yeah, okay, I'm feeling good. Now I feel better. Now I feel like I don't have to have it all figured out. I like where this is going. Yeah. You need to get to that point. And the more that you paint model after model after model, you take that hill that you've created and you level it out and level it out. And eventually that hill is a, a pretty small barrier of entry for you to just get to painting. And when we put up all these other barriers in front of ourselves, and it could be, you know, oh, I'm just going to throw this show on Netflix while I do it, and I end up not doing painting. Or Mm -hmm. if I end up organizing my hobby space instead of doing painting. Or if I end up, you know, just getting sucked into a Twitch stream. Or if I end up building more models that I have no reason why I'm actually building. (laughs) Just to say that I'm doing hobby stuff instead of just painting. If you can push that stuff aside and just put paint on mini, then the procrastination becomes less and less of a factor in your life. Yeah. I had a little bit of an epiphany while you were speaking. And that was that you need to be aware of your own shortcomings, right? The Mm -hmm. first step to being able to get over a shortcoming is awareness. So for me, the beginning is not the hardest part of painting a model because that's when enthusiasm is running highest. Yeah. The problem is when you have an idea and you you try to accomplish the idea and you're like 60% through trying to accomplish it. And you're like, I don't really see this panning out. <laughs> uh, and then, then it lulls. So for yeah. me, yeah, that midpoint affectionately referred to as the ass phase of the model by Elizabeth Beckley Bradford uh, is, uh, is my shortcoming. And so I, got, I have to be aware of that and you know, yeah. So it's just telling yourself that, the more colors, the more details I paint on this model, the better it's going to look. It might look bad right now, but it's going to look better later. Um, so yeah, being aware of your own, where you stagnate as a painter is a great way to kind of avoid it in the future. That's good. That's good. 
Damn, makes me good. It makes me think about the kind of the overwhelming amount of visuals we have access to in our hobby these days through social media um, and, and just through the internet in, in general. We see what something looks like at the end. Oh, yeah. So much more than we see it along the way. And I tell you this, when people post their whips, they're not posting their ass phase of the model. Oh whips. no, yeah, this is like a completed part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the skin of this dwarf, which is only wearing a diaper, is done and it looks amazing. <laughs> but it's a whip because his helmet's not painted yet. <laughs> so even those, almost every whip you see, is is truly some aspect is is finished. So when you get to sit down and painting, yeah, dude, you're like. This doesn't look like that. This is, I don't see this turning out as good as that that I saw because mine is looking like butts right now. But the thing is, is like the last 20% of the work on a model is what makes it. And so you, but you only spend the last 20% of your time there. But that first 80%, the only thing that I've learned to get through that, and I'm still not good at it, is that I need to trust that it will get there at some point. Yeah. And then I'll get to that last 20% and I'm like, well, it wasn't as good as I, my vision was for it, <laughs> but it looks a lot better than it did three hours ago. Yeah. And just be okay with that. And, and you'll know that going through that last 20% time and time again, after model, after model, after model, that's how you get to become a better painter. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's last steps. Yeah. You realize, okay, I'm looking like ass right now, but I know this final 20% is going to put me into the slightly better than ass mm -hmm. and so then you have confidence in yourself and your current position uh i kind of want to start like a thing you know how like banshee has like the fuck smoothness thing i want to make like a fuck whips thing where like i just paint really shittily you know <laughs> like the the ass phase of every single model it's like none of this looks good yeah just to kind of show people that at a certain point it looked like this and then at the end it looks like this um and that's fine so yeah what should you should call it fuck whips dude yeah, because then it's saying like, I should be like true whips. <laughs> yeah, dude. True whips. True whips. Yeah. Because then it's like, but then if you throw, if you post a true, <laughs> if you post a true whip and it looks like butts, that's motivation for you to actually finish this to be like, see, no, it's not going to look like this forever. No, I, I, don't, I don't suck. I don't suck. I don't suck. You know, it reminds me, uh, there's this, oh, there's this painter, I can't remember his name, but like he, he everything he paints is amazingly smooth. And uh, he posted something, and the first hashtag was fuck smoothness. And I was just like, what are you talking about? This model is gorgeous. Is that um, like Flameon? No, it wasn't Flameon. But it's, that's how he paints them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious if he said that. It was a, it was an Italian painter. Um, okay. I can't remember his name, but, yeah, that was funny. So, yeah, let's start that. And even if you do two pictures, because sometimes it's like you know, if I do a, a true whips pick, and then I'm not going to finish this thing for a week or two weeks. Like there's this little gremlins in my brain that are like two weeks are going by where everyone thinks this is as shitty as I paint all the time. <laughs> so if you want to feel more comfortable, you could like take your, your, your butthole whip pick <laughs> and then your finished pick and you post them in the same Instagram side story. Side by side, dude. Either side by side or your starting picture is the crapple one. Yep. And then they, they, they slip to the left. Oh, so it's a big yeah, awesome they, finish model. They slip right there, dude. Slip in your whip. Yeah. <laughs> slip under my whip. So true true whips. True whips. T-R-U-E-W-I-P-S. Yeah. True whips. Uh, All right, we gotta we gotta Does it can we put the E in there? 
You said T R U D R U E. Did I not say? Oh, e? okay. You might have. Okay, check the tape. T R U E W I P S. So our goal, Scott, is before the next episode, we post on Instagram our true whips alongside the finished thing. Uh, the, that doesn't necessarily have to happen. Okay, but then we can use it as a description of why we're doing this, and maybe other sprues and spruettes can start posting true whips. And if you post a true whips. You should like tag us in it. Sure. We love it when people tag us in Instagram posts. Absolutely. I love to see you guys' work. Absolutely. And uh, we will we'll spread the True Whips nation. Fly the flag high. Okay. And I didn't think we'd start a movement today, but we kind of have. It's too late now. This it's train. This train's already going. Yeah. Amber can't cut that part out. No. <laughs> She's like, actually, I don't like this idea. <laughs> and she just cuts the entire thing. This episode's like 14 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Anything else on quit wasting your, your hobby time? What else? I'm trying to think what else do I do? Like organizing my hobby space and, and all that kind of stuff. That's good. Like you're, you're creating efficiencies for yourself, but I also don't count that as my, as my hobby time. It's like, look, sometime this week, I need to organize my crap. My paint is everywhere. My, I got like resin shavings as far as the eye can see. <laughs> but if I'm going to paint an hour every night, that doesn't count as part of my hour. I need to find time in my day or evening or weekend and do that in addition. Because otherwise, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. If you have all these things that you count, um, like it was a joke that me finishing my basement counted as hobby time. It didn't. It's not hobby time. I you hear that? <laughs> People who made a petition. <laughs> He's saying it didn't count. It, it, it shouldn't count. It counts for me, but it shouldn't count. <laughs> what? It shouldn't count. It counts for John. It doesn't count for anyone else. Yeah. I, I, I was painting every day or almost every day even when I was doing that. You were painting cabinets. I was just... No, the, I was still roller. painting minis. Really? Yeah. I was still you painting, legend. Yeah. Well, dude, that was like when I was trying to get stuff for competition done, too. So Ooh. there was the, the deadline involved. Yeah. You know, that's a tough part. Um, and really, when I look at one of the things that's helped me the most... Um, in trying to be a more efficient painter, it's really been painting for competitions. Not that it's made me a better painter or not that I think I'm great because I did competitions because I, I had a deadline I had to conform to and that forced me to, to be constantly putting in hours. Absolutely, yeah. You can set up punishments for yourself to finish anything, really. Uh, like if I want to do something by X number of time, if I don't accomplish it, then I can't play video games for two days, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to... I can't buy the new sweet ass Gargant models that are coming out unless I can get these three painted by these models painted by the time that the, you know, the pre-order is, is up. Or yeah. Set that for yourself um, and also share it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So you can share it with us in the comments. You can share it on the Facebook group. We can uh, talk about it in the Patreon. You can talk about it with your friends in your gaming group. But, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're your virtual hobby friends. So you, you want to talk, talk to us. We want to hear it. That's kind of deep. Yeah. Talk to us. So even if you got to like say, you know, you create a post or something and you take and you say, hey, John, I'm painting this by, you know, next Tuesday. And next Tuesday comes around. I don't see another Instagram post of that. <laughs> John, I don't think you want to commit to this, bud. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pee on your bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so come by in his bikini. <laughs> I'm not going to wash your car. Egg your house. <laughs> yeah. You're just going to make your, your neighbors nervous. So I'm going to be there. Who's <laughs> a strange man? <laughs> but just find somebody. It's share, even if you put it out into the universe and you're not talking just, to somebody yeah, in particular. Exactly, yeah. You will, you'll, you'll put something on yourself to, to commit. And it's all about the time. It's not about what the final product is. It's about the fact that you put in the hours to, to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find that putting things out into the universe is a huge motivation for myself. Uh, there is 
zero reason why I would be painting one last heavy metal marine if I did not say at one point in a public YouTube video that I'm going to do 10 of these. I mean, it might take me six years, <laughs> but I'm going to fucking do it. It's uh, going to get done. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Putting out in the universe is a great thing. Um, in, in, you know, everyone always knows that I talk about gear acquisition syndrome. Mm. That's a huge thing too. It's like, I need to have the best loadout or like the most price performant loadout for, you know, what my hobby expenditures are before I can start painting. And, you know, that's never a good thing. No, like needing to have yeah. all these paints or needing to have this certain brush to mm -hmm. do stuff. Yeah. Um, like you watch John's video about his favorite paints and you're like, no, well, now I can't paint until I have all 50 of these. I need all 50 of these paints. Dude, make a big paint set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should just buy like a hundred of each of those colors and then yeah, just sell and my sell own. Sell it a 2, a 2X markup, dude. Yeah, I mean like John's paint bucket of goodness and they just come to you in an ice cream pail. Yeah. God, oh, no, there's like a, but there's like sub pails inside that pail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bucket inside a bucket. Yeah. God, this is a great idea. Yeah. It's a great idea. I would buy a hundred of them and two would sell. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I, I think that there's something really important with that, with feeling and that's again we're putting up your barriers and and gear is is one of those that i need a certain thing or i need a certain paint or i need a certain lighter a certain paint brush or whatever um what you have and painting with it will make you better than waiting and getting something else until you start yep because guess what you're still going to have more models even after you get that new stuff mm -hmm. you know yeah um i will say that that vortex mixer is so nice I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. It's awesome. Uh, okay. Here, I had a life-changing experience. I'm talking about the Vortex mixer, these scientific Vortex mixers, which are now becoming more popular. I had one of those crappy nail, nail polish ones. Yeah. It comes from China. And it's just like, blah, 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 it has blah, like blah, a blah, blah. belt on it or something. Yeah. It's, it was terrible. <laughs> when we were at our painting jam with Vincey V and Samuel Lenz, <laughs> um, lenses, <laughs> lens, lens, um, I was using, I can't remember if it was your Chimera paint or if it was Vince's. And it was so thick. And every time I had been using my Chimera paints, it was like super thin. And I'd shaken them up. They got a they got a shaker in them. Yeah. And like I'd hear it rattling. So I thought that they were all mixed up. And then I got that Vortex mixture. I'm like, okay, my Chimera paints are not properly mixed. I stuck them on that thing, buzzed them from both ends, and now mine are thick. And they work so much better. Oh. And I love those paints now. And I used to be kind of like, they're kind of thin. They got great pigmentation, but I just couldn't do what I like to do with paints, which is work with thick paints. Yeah. And uh, boof, life-changing, life-changing. So. Boof. Uh, the black is thin, no? The rest I, are thick, but my black is thin. I haven't actually, I've used the black a bit. I didn't like it because it was so matte that it basically yeah. looks like charcoal gray. Yeah, like charcoal, yeah. Which is still, it has its purposes. I just use that color least of all. I haven't used it since I mixed them all, so I don't okay. know. Okay, yeah. Remember. I do not know. But yeah, there is an example of something that you need to buy before you can ever paint ever. Oh, yeah. You can't shake paints with your arm. No. No, we can't. We have no muscles. We can't do such things. Yeah, I got a vortex mixture. It's okay. You must not have a good one like me. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I need to buy another one. Yeah, let's buy two more. So I can shake twice as many paints. Two at once? Yeah. I like it's that. Like idea. dubstep. 
Yeah. Okay. So I said we we don't need to do buying all the stuff, and then I went into talking about a thing that was that, amazing. That was amazing. And, and you had a life changing experience. Life changing. Yikes. Wow. So I'm a There'll be a link in the description. That's an affiliate link that you can. Uh, I got that now. I got affiliate links now. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I made like $7. <laughs> At no cost. And, okay, in my last video. Are you plugging shit right now, bro? Yeah, I'm plugging shit. Okay. No, use my affiliate links. <laughs> <laughs> so I... In, I, I was like, I was a kid with a new toy and I was like, oh, I got affiliate links. So in my, yeah. in my video about basing, I put an affiliate, affiliate link for my machete. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, look, it's a nice Gerber machete. I like my machete. I use my machete all the time. You do? I do. Why? Because <laughs> it's fucking fun. <laughs> you just go out of the backyard, you're just hacking off things, cutting stuff. I live out in the woods. And when you live in the woods, it is a constant battle. You are always at war with nature. Nature is always trying to encroach on your yard. Damn nature. Yeah. And this isn't a bad thing, but you just need to be aware that given enough time, it will overtake any kind of living space. And eventually it can have a detrimental effect on your house. If nature keeps encroaching, you're going to get limbs that are hanging over your house and you're going to get all this gunk as you get moss grown on your siding and all these things. So you have to keep it back, mm. keep it back. And that's why you have a machete. So every time that the, that the weeds and the shrubs and, and everything is, is encroaching on my yard, I go out with my machete <laughs> and in my bikini and I just <laughs> fucking slice up, slice it all off to let them know who's boss. Holding mother nature at bay. Yeah. Just holding back the tide. This is my siding. So I put my machete up there. And I was like, I wonder if anyone bought my machete. You can look. You can look. I looked. Did anyone buy it? No. Damn. No one bought my machete. You put your hat in there too? My hat? Oh, no, not that hat. No, no. I didn't put my hat. Damn. That's my, actually my dad's hat. Hmm. This is a real hunting hat. But his head must be smaller than mine because I had a massive head headache after that video. Yeah. Because it was just like squishing my brain together. Yep, yep, yep. And I was in that full camo and it was like 80 degrees out. I was just a sweaty boy. <laughs> I got a lot of comments, people saying like, oh, but he bought all that stuff for this video. I was like, kids. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. There's so much animal blood all over that stuff. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, buy a machete before you start <laughs> miniature painting. <laughs> That's how I get my maze off the sprue, dude. Machete. Just <laughs> yeah. Ultimate precision. Right. Yeah. And the backside, it's got a, a saw blade. So you need to like cut something too. Dude. Yeah, zombie apocalypse. I'm so ready. Yeah, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, we sidetracked there again. So I think we can wrap up this this list little package of quit wasting your hobby time with this. Just put the paint on your brush, and put the brush on the mini. If you do that, nothing else we talk about matters. Right. Because you're gonna get better. Because one thing will lead to another, and then you'll have painted a Slayer's for winning piece. Yeah, that's really. That's step three in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's step two? Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> step one is put the paint on the mini. Step two is question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three is win a Slayer Sword. I think step two is get good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but if you just keep painting models to completion, you will get good. You no, will get good. That's not the only thing. You got to be proactive in the process. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I'm just, I don't want to have say the same thing every episode, Scott. I mean, that's what the podcast is. The podcast is us saying the same thing every episode. <laughs> yeah, but we don't always have stories about bullet rolling and diarrhea. That's true. That's, that's where the that's where the value comes. Yeah, that's the real unique factors of this podcast. All right, that's it for the topic. If you have any things that you've noticed 
uh, miniature painter is kind of using as an excuse to not hobby. Oh, wait, I got one. Fucking stripping paints. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I can't pay my thing because it's in stripping solution. It's like, bitch. You got another model. Yeah, you got, you got another model. There are people out there that don't. Okay. There are people that exist. They're freaks. But they don't have a backlog. They have no closet of shame. They have no shame. They are shameless. Yeah. And I don't get it. But yeah, they exist. You're you're fine. If you're stripping something and it needed to be stripped, that's fine. Buy something that isn't from eBay for $6 next time that needed to be stripped. Yeah, Casey from eBay Rescued Miniatures. Yeah. Well, see, but Casey's good, though, because he's got the stuff stripping over there, and he's got the big pile of it been done stripped. It over, been done stripped. Over here. Now we get to those. That dude to the podcast and tear next in. And so he's got this rotation. It's like the circle of life. <laughs> the circle of life is fueled by simple green. Yeah, yeah. It's just Lion King, just the, holding up the baby Simba. <laughs> it's a Glockkin model. <laughs> and it's all stripped. It's like dripping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stripping models, that's a big thing. It's like, oh, I can't paint it. It's stripping. It's like, one, you got more stuff. Two, it didn't need to be stripped in the first place. Debatable. Okay. Anyways, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> See you next week. Wait, no shit. We got uh, newsy news. Yeah, I got newsy news. All right, on to the newsy news. Okay, first things first, we I want to throw this out here. It's we've been given, uh, there's going to be some hate coming on this news, but this first one is not hate. This first one is not hate. I'm not a part of this. Okay, this first one is about a company that we did poo-poo on, or the community poo-pooed on a little bit ago, called Steamforge Games. Steamforge More like games. Poopforge games. <laughs> Steamforge poop. Got him. <laughs> Steamforge poop. <laughs> Steam pooped forge. God, we have to do this all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What other? Wait, there's only three words. Mm-hmm. Ah, shit. Okay, that's all of them. We've done them all. We've okay, them all. so they're entering the D and D miniatures market, and they have these cool little boxes mm-hmm. that they're kind of like an encounter in a box, or like a dungeon in a box, and it includes a wide variety of miniatures. And like a map, a board map that you can play with. Um, and they're, they're really nice sculpts. I mean, in, in general, Steamforge are, are pretty cool sculpts. Mm-hmm. I obviously loved all their Guild Ball sculpts. I still own like a box of those. Rest in peace. Ripperonis. And, uh, and these are in plastic. And they're like ones like a kobold box, you know. And it's all these different wide varieties of kobolds, which if you're like a D&D player like myself, and you're not a weirdo like Vince who doesn't play D&D with miniatures. Yeah, that's right, Vince. I just said it. You play D&D. Vince doesn't play D&D with miniatures? No, he doesn't play with miniatures. Vince, of all people. Anyway, I'm sorry, Vince. I threw you under the bus there, but it needed to be done. So it's just such a wide variety of different kinds of kobolds and like they're kobold little lizard pets. Kobolds? Like, yeah. Is it a kobold or is it a kobold? Kobold. I think you're messing with me. <laughs> kobold. 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 I'm going Kobold. I think there's like double, double O. Kobold. Okay. <laughs> and it's just a, there's like a chieftain and there's a bunch of different variety of, of warrior sculpts. And yeah. then they got a separate box, which is a big red dragon. So you can even combine them. It's like, here's a dungeon with all the kobolds. And then at the end of the inside of the lava mountain is the big red dragon. And they got giant stuff. Anyway, I think this is a cool idea. And the quality of the sculpts seem pretty cool. And nice. this is just kind of. They're just kind of rolling out with this, so cool. I wanted to share. Cool. All right, here's where the here's where we're gonna get a little steamy turds going on. Uh oh. Have you heard about this game 
called Hero Quest. Yes. You've heard of the game Hero Quest? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you note that Hasbro, who has the license for Hero Quest, is releasing a new Hero Quest? No, I did not know that. Yeah. So they had this big like reveal: Hero Quest is coming. Blah 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 blah. Um, and everyone's getting pretty pretty excited. And then they announced that they are doing their own form of a Kickstarter, in in from their own like first party website. It works just like Kickstarter, and they're not going to make the game Hero Quest unless they raise one million dollars. Wow. Okay. Do you know how much Hasbro is worth as a company? No idea. Over five billion dollars. They are bigger than Games Workshop. They needed needed to raise a million dollars before creating anything in order to make this product. Before creating anything, they didn't even they did nothing? all all the models are digital renders. All okay, so the, someone sculpted them. It's three D sculpted. Yes. Yeah, but someone had to do that. Yes. Okay. And here's the the great thing about this is that they did zero extra work. They made their they hit their million dollar goal, and you learn about what the game is. It is Hero Quest remade. It is Hero Quest remade with derpy looking art and dumb looking minis with no new rules, no new no new anything, nothing from content wise. It's just repackaged old game with a half ass attempt to try to just money grab on this. The miles aren't good. I mean, I'll let you look at them. Okay. They're not good. Okay. They're not good. I mean, it's a board game that like it's a company that isn't known for miniatures. They're known for making board games like Candyland and shit, <laughs> you know, it's like the, it's it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. And it's frustrating because there was so much hype around the community and they made their million dollars like that. Yeah. Think about what they could do if they actually put a little bit of effort into this. They have the resources available. They understand what they're doing and what they're doing is just kind of spitting in the face of all of us. That love playing Hero Quest as a kid, and they're just buying it for the nostalgia factor. Did you play Hero Quest as a kid? I did. I did. Wasn't that was that game not manufactured by someone other than Hasbro? It was Milton Bradley, I believe. Okay, but it was like Games Workshop. I wasn't weren't they involved in some way? Yes. Okay, I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Okay. Yes, they were. Yep. And so all the miniatures and everything are. are completely pulled away from the look because there's like the chaos warrior in yeah. that game it looks like the gw chaos warrior completely gone like it doesn't look like that anymore oh, okay and all that stuff it's so it's it's unfortunate it's unfortunate when we're in a spot where this hobby is as big as it's ever been and it's only going up that you're just gonna like wave a limp dick around <laughs> and be like oh just take whatever's drips out of this thing <laughs> god <laughs> What? It's like people don't support this kind of crap. I get it. I get it. I mean, there's nostalgia, and that's why we we bought it. I didn't buy it, but for those of you that did, don't feel bad. But I'm just bummed out that it could have been something great, and instead they just sunk the minimal amount of money into it to try to make max profit. Yeah. Well, couldn't I mean? Isn't like Silver Tower like the updated version of Hero Quest? I don't 
I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's a different direction of, and it's obviously not like a like a low fantasy sword and sorcery, right? Right, because that's that's okay. That's a good point. Yeah, different aesthetic. Big, yeah, and their big thing is is really a sword and sorcery, not a high fantasy kind of thing. Okay. Anyway, all right, that's all I have for news. Uh, all right. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you for hanging out with us for a full season. Welcome to season numero dos. We appreciate your feedback. Um, hopefully we can make this a podcast that we enjoy to do, which, which we already do, uh, <laughs> and that you also enjoy even more than the first season. Um, and we're going to do that strictly by length of episode, apparently, because yeah. this episode is like the same length as our first three episodes of season one put together. <laughs> yeah, we just keep getting longer and longer. <laughs> Truly have a talent for... The rambling yeah that's the ramble sode yeah <laughs> ramble sode uh if you guys like the podcast and you want to support it there are a number of ways you can do it namely buying some merch john is being a beautiful model for us today with our sick ass logo on it uh you can find it linked in the show notes uh you can also become a patron um which basically gets you extended episodes of the podcast wherein we talk about new things we've experimented with and tried. We talk about favorite paint jobs that we've seen from other painters in the last two weeks. And we also talk about giving, we don't talk about it, we give feedback to one (laughs) of our patrons. So being a patron gives you the ability to submit models to us to give feedback and then that in turn goes into an episode. And you can also suggest topics for us to discuss during an episode. And then we sing your name. Yeah. There was uh, one this time, though. Yeah. Uh, other things you can do for funsies is you can join the Trapped Under Plastic Facebook group and hang out there with all your fellow sprues and spruettes mm-hmm. and make some new virtual hobby friends. Yeah, and you can put you can you can commit to things in that Facebook group, and people might hold you accountable. I don't know. You can Maybe s- start talking about your true whips. Yeah, yeah. True. Oh man, I forgot about that. True. Come whips. on, can't forget about true whips already. Uh, okay. Uh, well. I guess I don't know how we end this. How do we end this? I don't know. I feel like it always changes. Yeah. Well, until episode two, we will catch you on the flippity flop.